It's that time again. Noon time. Uh, noon time in the Keys is pretty much 11 o'clock in the uh, <laughs> central time zone. <laughs> 10 o'clock mountain, 9 o'clock Pacific. That's nah, not real different than anywhere else. What the hell? Uh, this is RadioA1A.com, and you are listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys Live. I'm Mark Mills. And I'm Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate. He likes to say that oh, yeah. so much. Make but, the boss you know, happy. Yeah, Joy pats him on the head. Yeah, she does. It all works out. So uh, we're happy uh, that you have joined us today. And uh, poof, like that, civilization yeah. left the Keys. Yeah. The last night at twelve oh one, in season started. Mm-hmm. Light uh, switch. Our uh, guest, uh, who shall remain nameless for a moment, uh, and I conferred earlier at, at about an hour and a half mm-hmm. uh, from Key Largo to Alamorada yep. today. I mean, the traffic is just <laughs> choked. Yep. And people are here, and I'm telling you, those uh, like you know million dollar RVs, oh pulling, yeah, pulling a sixty thousand dollar SUV, yeah, you know, and, uh, and then a string of mopeds and <laughs> right and, kayaks and kayak. uh, God, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> it's like somebody went by Reba Motorsports and just threw a chain out and started right. hooking on stuff and dragging it away. I, I, I Tribute it kind of like, uh, you know, in Apocalypse Now with the helicopters coming yeah. in and flight of the Valkyries, yeah. you know, yeah. with all the na, RVs. Na, and, yeah, exactly. Na, na. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what's going on, folks. Uh, our tour season has begun. Yeah, usually um, Super Bowl gets done, which I understand is an incredible stink. Yeah. <laughs> Bad game last night. When the highlight is Adam Levine's shirtless torso with, with, uh, <laughs> with, with tattoos, you know it's bad. <laughs> I, you know, I nothing this against wrong. Adam Levine, uh, but, no, you know, but there yeah. is a sizing issue with his clothing. Uh-huh. Like because normal size guys, uh, yeah. he, like, one of his shirts will maybe fit around one of my arms, mm-hmm. and that's like a triple extra large. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Well, he was trying to show off that. Yeah, I work out. I've got some biceps, but oh yeah, I've got a thousand tattoos as well. Yeah. You know, it was oh, it was just it was Ugh. it was scary. Nobody cares. Yeah, moving right along. You know, if Kmart didn't carry them, why would I know about it? <laughs> exactly. You know, so, you know, it's all right. I've already gotten a couple of good sponsors in there, potentials. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, hopefully Kmart stays with us down here for a while. We'll see. We'll yeah, see moving yours. right along. Speaking of sponsors, uh, uh, we would uh, like to say uh, thank you to uh, Sunshine Title, Ginny at Al, and the crew up there. Those gals, uh, no surprise closings. We dig that big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> You know, a realtor counting down the clock to that week of closing, boy, and you want to get it. there. Yeah, don't don't send me any emails. Guess what? This is going to blow up. Yeah, so. I just sent someone uh, their way today. <laughs> Good. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm glad that sentence finished the way it did. Mm-hmm. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. <laughs> so like, uh, also, Keys Insurance, Christine and Mel. Uh, Mel is when one of the guys who has carried the torch for fair insurance rates in Monroe. And uh, we are grateful for his efforts and uh, the efforts that both of them make to, uh, you know, let's face it, insurance is something you got to pay attention to once you get down here. You know it. You know, uh, you're not going to get a loan from guys like uh, Ken Nyman. Nice segue. Yeah, not bad, huh? You know. You're professional. Yeah, 40 years in the business. (laughs) I learned a thing or two, you know. Not much, but, you know, matter of fact, our, our, yes. our, our secret guest here will mm-hmm. uh, confirm or deny whether or not I was a broadcast professional in my own right uh, earlier in my career. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, Kenny Nyman is a, a local guy who, uh, when you decide you want to buy something down here, folks, and uh, you call up the bank back in Ohio, and uh, you tell them that you want to spend, you know, $450 a square in, uh, foot, you know, uh, for a new home on the water, and yeah. they go, huh? Their head you starts know. spinning around. Yeah. like you know. Linda Blair. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, green stuff comes out of every opening. You know, uh, yeah, uh, then, then you want to talk to Ken Nyman because he's a local guy who understands all it. this and, uh, and gets the job done. Yeah. You know, that, that's simple. So uh, we have uh, the great distinction. I mean, about, Harry, what was it, three months ago we moved in here? Yeah. Okay, so we're at Heartbreakers uh, Brew House in uh, Isla Mirada, Mom Marker uh, 81. Uh, and, uh, I mean, this is, you know, it, it, it is my favorite kind of little wow. bohemian haunt. Well, that, you yeah, know, it, it's you just know it. got it going on, right. you know. Well. You walk in here, guitars hanging out, along with a paddle board. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that isn't... 
it's about as keysy as you're going to get. Absolutely, it's the keys version of you know. I lived in San Francisco for about ten years, and I used to hang out at the coffee uh, the coffee houses there in it North explains Beach. A lot, and <laughs> exactly. If you were wondering, yeah. uh, so I spent a lot of time there. And this, when you walk in, like you say, it's the keys version of that. Oh it's yeah, got that bohemian vibe. Yeah. It's a place where you want to sit down, hang out, and especially the music we've been having lately is phenomenal with Radio and A One A doing live well, sessions. Well, you kind of cranked up the Wednesday night a thing, little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I've had to take a break for a little while, yeah. uh, just unfortunately with business. Happens. Uh, but, uh, you know, Wednesday nights are fantastic here. Friday nights, just about any night you come here it's is a lot of fun. It's essentially an open mic, correct? Yeah. So okay. some, but there we're actually now getting some folks who are dedicated performers who are coming in here and actually um, booking gigs. Well, a dedicated proprietor is mm-hmm. Jay Jans. Uh, Jay, thank you uh, yeah, for putting this partnering together. up with this guy. You know, yeah, and which most people see him coming and go, oh, Jesus Christ, it's Steve run. Run away you like know. a money five yeah. on. Run away. Yeah, yeah, run, run away. away. <laughs> run away. Well, so, thank you uh, for but, having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank man. you for having us. Great. We've been trying to get you uh, on the air with us for a while. Uh, how did Heartbreakers come about? You wanted to, um, always wanted to be a, an overworked, underpaid, uh, uh, you know, bar owner. Yeah, or there's what? there's a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere there. But um, yeah, if you hear the whistle run, you know, yeah, this yeah. Th- this idea was spawned in 2012. Jeez. I wanted to get into something else and yeah. uh, started looking around town. It turned out being a lot trickier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding finding yeah. a good location in the Keys, yeah. and um, you know, one thing led to another. I found this place about two years ago, a little cool. over two years ago. Slowly started making re- renovations, and um, it's kind of morphed into something really cool that I've never expected with the live music mm-hmm. and working with Radio A1A and um, awesome. some of the other local musicians down here. It's, sure. it's really become a good home for original music in the Keys. So I'm really proud of what it's become. I'm, I'm proud of the team you know, that I get to work with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and we it's make good our- folks all the way around, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah it's kind of surprising. I mean, you know, you know that you, you get involved in something like this, and it is pretty much like jumping into a Cuisinart with your, you know, your eyes closed. I mean, it's you have no idea when you're going to hit the blades, but you just <laughs> feel it whirring, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and you know, what's cool is you wind up meeting uh, this this broad brush yeah. of people. Yeah. You know, and, and and most of them turn out to be pretty good human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, everybody's got their own little you know pocket full of dreams, and and you know they're they're trying to make their way in in the wilderness here. You know, yeah. And um, it, I mean, I I think you know the guys you're doing the open stage uh, on Wednesday nights, which is, I mean, I I haven't heard whether there's been a stand up com- uh, comedian yet. I know you're trying to put something like that, and I've got a guy right? who's gonna who'd be great to come down here. He's actually featured at the Improv in Miami and yeah. what have you. Awesome! Um, so he, he'd be fantastic. Well, and the cool thing is, there's nothing like this anywhere here that I can even well, think there's of. Well, there's there's several open mic nights, but I mean, in terms of this venue that, yeah, that has this I, feel, right? Uh, there, there's nothing I can think of that has no. this type of vibe. No. Yeah, it's no. definitely got a different vibe. And in fact, we did have our first comedy show. I think. Two weeks ago. Is that on, right? On a Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, completely um, spontaneous. Well, he approached me. He was touring with uh, another guy from Atlanta. No and, um, you know, it was a mixed audience in here. Some people <laughs> got the humor, some didn't. You know, it, I guess that's the way it goes uh, with comedy you, shows. Yeah. They're used to it. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. But it's something I'd love to do again. You know, awesome. the people who enjoyed it really enjoyed it. Sure. So, um, you know, we don't, we don't get a lot of that in the keys. Mm-hmm. And same thing with original music. You know, a lot of the bars you go to, they're, they're playing a lot of the same stuff. So we like the fact that we can bring original artists in here. Well, I think one of the one of the great things. I mean, it's a great line from the Princess Bride, but it does go back to the beginning. And you know, I mean, what you've got here is kind of the beginning of uh, what happened in uh, uh, Greenwich Village. You know, uh, half a century ago. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe longer. Um, you know, where you've got uh, stand-up comics uh, working with Bob Dylan, and you know, I mean, the, the whole coffee house genre. Yep. You know, and there's a simplicity to it that just once the door opens, you know, it's Pandora's box, buddy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's yeah. a cool thing. But it's, it is. It's fun. It's fun yeah. as hell. You know, so we really appreciate you working with us, man. This yeah. is awesome. Appreciate having you guys Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Great home and for the radio station. You, you brew your own beer here, yes? Yep. In fact, that's why I'm in here today. I'm getting a Belgian single on tap. Hopefully Woo-hoo. tomorrow or like the next the day it'll be ready. And uh, our mystery guest will like that. <laughs> gotcha. 
<laughs> the uh, the music thing has taken up so much time. It's been hard to be consistent with the with the beer. But it's something yeah. that I'd like to always have uh, one of our beers featured on our taps. We only have four taps right now. Right. Hopefully someday we'll have a wall of twenty back there. But you know that's down the line. And mm, um, takes a while. Yeah, it takes it takes time. We make very small batches, so we're kind of focused on creating a quality product, and mm-hmm. then we'll we'll grow that as the business grows. Well, so. and you carry other brands on tap too, right? <clears throat> we Unique ca- stuff we, too. Man. Yeah, we carry almost exclusively Florida beer. No kidding. Yeah, we have a specials menu um, where we bring in you know our favorite beers from anywhere in the world. Right. But uh, yeah, it's mostly Florida beer and. When I moved here in 2009, I think Florida had one or two breweries in the whole state. Right. And now they probably have two or 300. So the whole craft beer market, I think Florida was actually one of the last states to really take off as far as craft beer. But they've come a long way. And, you know, Miami's probably got two dozen great great breweries up there now. And they pop up every day. So um, some are better than others. But, you know, we... We find the good ones, we bring <laughs> them here, and you we know. make them popular. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the way to do it. So, and now, uh, and beer and wine, that's it, right? Beer, wine, and sake. Yep. No, no sake, no hard right. liquor. Okay, yeah. well, but that's good. Hey, you know, like you get hard liquor wherever you want down here. So, mm-hmm. you know, if if you if you can't find hard liquor in the keys, <laughs> you're leave. not looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just get out. You know, you don't belong here. You know, uh, well, okay, so beer, wine, sake, that's good. Any, any kind of uh, grub uh, that we have? We're uh, working on getting a pizza uh, truck in cool, here. Cool, yeah. Okay, excellent. At, at least for our live music nights, and hopefully long-term we'll have, um, you know, we'll have them here every day. Cause so pe- more to come. Is pizza and beer, grub and beer. Yeah, yeah. and music. Got to have both. What, what do you music, need? You yeah. know, you that's... Uh, yeah, you and I like how you set out the outside area for, like, a cigar lounge or, you know, a little smoking area. You know, really, really cool cool vibe outside that you've been setting up too yeah thank you yeah we're hoping to have a little i mean there's tons of plans that we still want to do sure everything takes time but we'd like to have a little dog park like a little fenced in area oh, where sweet. people could awesome bring, bring their puppies well, you here know. in the keys you know that that's golden that's yeah, it, it's yeah. a big deal yeah it is yep. so yeah. cool beans man Jay Jans, like thank you too. so much thank you for having me absolutely you dogs like what dogs like beer oh. <laughs> some do <laughs> yeah you know. <laughs> Not my little four pounder. Yeah. Hey, well, you just yeah. can't drink a lot. That's yeah, we didn't bust it pretty easily. Really, you know, all and, things and, in moderation. You know, in in dog land, you know, uh, less is not necessarily more. You know, uh, but uh, they they're coming along. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll figure it out. So, uh, Jay, again, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Yeah. Um, we are at about uh, twelve minutes after the hour. I think we'll keep you a mystery just for a few more minutes. Uh, Harry, why don't we take a break? Uh, you're listening to Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live on Radio A1A. Please go to Facebook, like Radio A1A, like Florida Keys Radio, uh, Real Estate Guys. Uh, like Heartbreak, uh, you, you got a Facebook page? Yeah, he does. Great okay. public. Uh, yeah. Facebook and Instagram, Heartbreakers Brew House. There you go, man. Like them all or get out. You know, we'll be back. Stay with us. Destination Hello, this is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate with your Real Estate Conk Featured Property. Today, spotlighting 756 Musa Drive in Key Largo. This elevated and updated three-bedroom, two-bath home is ready to go. The ideal spot to create your own key sanctuary. Loads of extras, including new open kitchen, metal roof, new flooring, veranda, new train AC, and community boat ramp. Exceptional storage for your boat and all your toys. It's the perfect Key Largo location, close to the mainland, yet a world away. For more information on this home and other power buys, contact me at 305-439-7730 or visit my award-winning Florida Keys real estate and lifestyle blog at therealestateconk.com. You know us. We're Keys Insurance. We've been covering you in the Keys for 40 years. When times got tough, Keys Insurance stuck around. Keys Insurance will always be here for you. Keys Insurance is committed to keep their promise to cover the Florida Keys. Log on to keysinsurance.com or call 305-453-1445 to speak with a Keys Insurance agent. If you're a realtor or if you're buying a home or selling a home, maybe you're thinking about buying a piece of land to build on. One thing you need to consider in any real estate transaction is title. You want to be sure there are no surprises ahead. Getting clear title and title insurance is the one and only job 
of Sunshine Title of the Keys. Sunshine Title for escrow, closings, and title insurance done right. Call Jenny at Sunshine Title, 305-451-0032 today. This is your Key West Honorary Mayor Gonzo Mays, and you're listening to Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. So damn the carnations, full speed ahead! The dulcet tones, Mayor Sammy Gonzo Mays, significant other of the man at the controls here today, Harry Tiefert. Harry, we always appreciate you coming along in this, because without you, there would be no program. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, no longer a mystery. Uh, Casey Stewart, thank you so much for coming on the Good program. Good to see you, Mark. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, same. You know, I mean, uh, I just think it's been, well, we were just talking about this. I, the, you left Clear Channel in 08? I... First time? <laughs> <laughs> we all have but once is enough. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, because I'm trying to think. I don't recall specifically. We started doing because you're still doing mornings on Sun, and uh, and I was doing the news, and I think we started doing the mornings together in probably '06 somewhere in there, and that was I'm telling you, uh, and, and until I met my first wife, uh, you know, I uh, uh, that was like the highlight of my day. <laughs> <laughs> Do the news with Casey in the morning. You know, the rest of the day just went right down the toilet. But, you know, it was it was good. We had a lot of fun. You know? Well, I, it was, uh, I think, 24 years. Is that wow. right? A live morning show on Sun. Yeah. God, 24 years. Amazing. I, mean, I hope he doesn't even come close to you now. And he's been there. Uh, I think he's, he's about probably, 15. He's probably catching up pretty pretty good. Think so? You know? You know, 24 years morning drive on... on <laughs> The pretty much the number one station in the Keys. Uh, it, it was number one by a long shot back then. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's true. Uh, big time. And I mean, we actually we had Arbitron ratings to prove that. God, yeah. you know, back in the day. But that wasn't good enough, so they got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> 20, yeah, 20, yeah, twenty-four years at number one. With that yeah. I, I had no idea what I was doing, and, and they just simply had to replace me right. with Paul Castronovo. Oh yeah, yeah. boy. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a shining oh, moment yeah. in my life. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that they did that on my watch. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like it's a brilliant move. Yeah, we got we got this new guy in there. Let's uh, let's jam a pile of poop uh, down his throat. Yep. And and see how long, how long did that last? <laughs> yeah. How many minutes? Well, you know what? Too it, long. It, no, yeah. it it was. They were on in the mornings until they sold the stations. Really? They were on yep. that long? Yeah, yeah. At, a, at an estimated cost of about quarter of a million dollars a year in billing An estimated you know. cost of everything really. yeah pretty much yeah. because they, they just the sponsors started leaving in droves uh you know but uh hey you know i'm not complaining no. it was a good run but yeah i mean the the worst thing that ever happened to keys radio was the arrival of clear channel yeah no, pretty yeah. much i mean it ruined it all up yeah. and down the islands yeah I mean, it did. Just, there's yeah. no other way to put it yeah in fact they they ruined Miami and in a large way, everywhere kind of ruined the entire industry, mm-hmm. pretty much. And yeah. now, the, and now, poof, they're gone. You know, yeah. they change their name every once in a while, so they they're trying to get a Clear Channel outdoors. <laughs> they sold that a long time ago. Yeah. So when you see that name on a billboard along a highway somewhere, that was a completely separate division that right. they cashed out because it was the only successful division they had. Right. And they needed to raise money. Right. To fund their uh, billion radio. dollar a year losses with, with the radio division well, that they destroyed, yeah. and and radio never got back up from that. Well, when you continue to refinance your stock, you know, uh, with air, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah, and you know, of course, you know, your old friend Mitt Romney and Bain Capital had a big hand in that as well. Uh, yeah, they did. You know, bastards. You know, they uh, they pretty much uh, kind of, you know, we, we could. Here, we could uh, well, let we me could just, da- just yeah. one more word on Please. That, because it is kind of an interesting historical note. Uh, really? Uh, Joel Day was the guy I originally went to work for. Keychain was the company. We had three stations. Who was one a remarkable broadcaster. Great guy. Yeah. Real pro. Um, yeah. Had a station in Key Largo, one in Marathon, one in Key West. Right. Simple. Yep. Boom. Covered all the keys. Yep. But he had stockholders, so he had a fiduciary responsibility, responsibility. when... Paxson Broadcasting uh, made him an offer for the stations. Right. He went to his stockholders. The offer was huge. Yeah. So he had to take it. Sure. And Paxson, we weren't with them very long until Clear Channel bought 
everything Paxson. that Paxson yeah. owned in the state of Florida. Which yeah. was already in the process when Paxson bought you guys, right. actually. So. Uh, and Joel Day was still involved. He was working for Paxson as a consultant, right. overseeing the transition and such. So when Clear Channel came in with this offer, Joel Day was at the meeting where it was all coming together. Mm-hmm. And Lowry Mays was the CEO of Clear Channel at the time, and, and Joel Day and Lowry Mays actually went way back. They'd known each other for a long time. Right. And uh, so they're going through all the numbers and all the stations, and the last thing on the list was these three stupid little stations in the Florida Keys, you know, <laughs> radio market number 395. Or right, something. yeah. And uh, <laughs> the Paxson people looked at Lowry and said, you know, you don't want that. And, and and Joel chimed in. He said, yeah, you probably don't want that, Lowry. So I'm going to put an offer on the table to buy the stations back, Bam. and you don't have to worry about them. Well, Lowry Mays had spent time in the Keys. He was a tarpon fisherman. He right. liked to come right. down here in the, in the summer and go fly fishing for tarpon. And he said, you know what? He said, I really like going down there in the Keys. He said, I think I'm, we're just going to hold on to those stations. So ah. we, we came that close to surviving. But but uh, we didn't. We became part of Clear Channel. That Blame it on the tarp. That was the beginning of the end. Blame it on the fish. There you go. <laughs> hey man, you know hey, there are so many people who have passed in and out of the keys yeah. that uh, you know who have made it huge, have made tons of money. You know, and that's like the one thing that they remember. Like I the, really the four like guys sitting around his table. You talk pretty about? much, yeah, <laughs> kind of. You know, <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, it, it, I'll tell you what, uh, and folks, we, uh, of course, digress uh, from the reason why uh, I uh, scheduled Casey to come on with us today. There is a lot going on in the water around the Keys. And, I mean, it, it's always a fairly active environment because this is commerce. Yeah. Commerce in the state of Florida involves H2O yeah. uh, of the salted variety. And, uh, and fishing, obviously, uh, second to none uh, pretty much around the world in uh I, you know, at first glance, red tide is not in the Keys, really, is it? No. Okay. Uh, but it is raising hell with uh, the rest of the state of Florida, correct? Um, particularly on Florida's west coast. Right. Uh, Fort Myers, Sanibel Island, all up in those areas. Pine Island Sound, the right. Caloosahatchee River. Yeah. That's where it hit the hardest. Uh, and then, of course, north of there, but it gets more spop- uh, sparsely populated right. north of there up into the Big Bend region and, and that neck of the woods. They were hoping that Hurricane Michael was going to wash some of that bust out. it up and, and break it up and, and move it out, but, but that no didn't such. happen. What um, is I, I think it's, it's a little better now than it was in the peak of the summer. I think that has something to do with water temperatures, but it's still a big problem up in that area. Rising water temperatures uh, are it's uh, algae, major. So. Yeah, yeah, right. So uh, you get an algae bloom. Bing. And it's an it's a naturally occurring thing. It's it's not something that somebody dumped into the water. Red tide is always right. present. Right. However, the continued releases of phosphate rich waters from Lake Okeechobee through the Okeechobee Waterway, both to the east and the west, are, have really been responsible for making it bloom the way it did and and become as deadly as it did. Well, when you talk about phosphate rich water, you're talking about poop, right? Well, it's a combination of poop. Which comes from north, right? In the overdeveloped areas of central Florida, where they're still working on septic systems rather right. than sewage treatment plants, right. and agricultural runoff from all the agricultural areas as right. well. Orange well, because nitrous field, rich fertilizer, uh, fertilizers right. and that type of thing, right? In the lake, you yeah. know, the dike is crumbling. Yeah, and so they have to maintain the water levels to keep it safe for people that live around the lake. So they really don't have any choice but to release a lot of that water, and it ends up in the wrong places. Do you, sometimes in, in conversations about this, Casey, do you get the feeling like maybe we shouldn't be living so close to the water as we do? Well, you wait till wait till you've seen it in about twenty years. <laughs> your, your feet are your feet, your feet are going to be wet sitting here in heartbreak. Well, that's one of the pitches I give for my dry lot homes now. Is yeah, yeah. just wait. Yeah, your value really, will increase. Yeah. You're going to have waterfront. Yeah. Nice. There you go. That's what Works we every want. time. Yeah, man. You know, I, he. What is dry lot today? Will be waterfront yeah. tomorrow. Talk you about know. your investments. There you go. So, well, I mean, and, and I don't know if we're going to get to, but uh, any back to the red tide issue. Yeah, it's yeah. it's still there. It's still a problem. I have a right. friend. In fact, um, she just got a job recently working at a place called Crow, 
mm-hmm. which is up on Sanibel Island. And Crow stands for the Clinic for the Rehabilitation of Wildlife. It's similar wow. to the Florida Keys Wild Bird Center. Right, mm-hmm. right. But they take in turtles and, and you name it. all kinds of critters up there. Right. Well, she used to work, in fact, down here at our world-famous Florida Keys Wild Bird Center. Oh, cool. And she's a veterinarian and contacted myself and a friend of mine recently to see if we could trap minnows for her to take and feed to their birds that they're rehabbing up at this facility because they can't do it up there. Right. Because that makes sense. everything in the near shore waters is contaminated by red tide. They can't trap minnows and feed them to the fish because then you're giving red tide to the, uh, fish. To the birds. Right, I mean. to the birds. And, and right. so uh, we've been doing that. I've been down here trapping minnows. Right for this wildlife rehab center up in Sanibel Island and delivering up there in, in buckets with bubblers so they can feed their birds. Wow. Is there a perception that we have red tide down here from people that you sure. talk to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which we've been fortunate. And that perception is reality. Right. And they, they, they uh, found a little bit of red tide in the middle of the summer down in Key West. They found some in Pirate's Cove doing some water testing over there. Minuscule amounts, trace yeah. amounts mm-hmm. that in a matter of days they couldn't find Dissipated. it again. And I haven't right. heard of any being found in our local waters since. Right. But like you say, somebody sitting up in Detroit or New York City or Chicago reading right. the newspaper sees, wow, red tide Florida pictures of dead manatees and dolphins. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to go on vacation. Yeah, the there. whole 700-mile right. coastline is like yeah. that. So, like yeah. it, it, it's sort of similar to the BP oil spill. Sure. Right. Which had a devastating impact on our local economy here, even oh, though yeah. there was no oil on our beaches. Right. It's the right. same. It's the same thing. Perception is reality. Yeah. Have, you know, fish kills, and that's what's on the front page of the paper now. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Well, tarballs in Key West means yeah. the entire Keys has been, right. you know, uh, yeah. dipped. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a very tough. Uh, but there's nobody period. you can sue over red tide and try to claim damages like you could, could from BP. But yeah, it, but, it's you know, a problem. even BP winnowed away on that, yeah. too, you know. So, I mean, they, oh, they put $25 billion out there. A lot of people cashed in, though. A lot of people <laughs> cashed in, yeah, but a lot of people who got nicked pretty hard got bupkis, you know. So Yeah, we know that, I mean, don't we, Mark? Yeah, we do. You know, so. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, FEMA and Herm Irma were about the same, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So, you know, it, well, yeah, again, yeah, Irma's the same thing. Yeah. You know, after Irma, you know, people look at the news and they're like, wow, the keys are wiped out. Destroyed. You know, when they saw pictures of Big Pine and Conk Key, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to cancel my vacation. There's nothing left there. Everybody's yeah. dead and all the buildings are broken. Yeah. Well, I don't... <laughs> and, and when they call you on and the on phone, that note, like, folks, so if you yeah, have the, 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 you that's know, all, folks. Being in the tourism business <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I am now, yeah, sure. as, a, as a fishing and eco tour guide, you know, customers would call you on the phone and they want to cancel their upcoming plans. And you can tell them, there's one that, but they don't believe you. No. You know. right. They're going to go somewhere else. Blame it on the damn media. Mm-hmm. Well, that's <laughs> if it leads, it leads. I mean, yeah, pretty much. It's bad philosophy in journalism, yeah, and journalism, and it still not, exists. So you know, they're going to cover the happy time stories. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, oddly enough, there was a smattering of that, you know, post Irma, you know, that we came across, you know, and uh, but do you, well, I mean, Andy it, Newman does a good job of. Of getting that Promoting stuff out tourism. there yeah. on, a, on a global yeah. basis, sure. sure, and that's an important part of it too. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I think that that is actually the benefit that's going to come about. In uh, Harry and I were having a little conversation earlier about web radio because you've got uh, uh, so many opportunities for people to produce uh, radio now uh, on, on on the internet. Uh, that you can dial it into a location as opposed to, uh, you know, in, in our days at Clear Channel, the whole idea was to cover the entire Keys. You know, we cover the globe. We're everywhere. Well, you know what? Now we can cover the globe. But you know what? We can be uh, very uh, local if we want to be. You know, and I mean, I think that that's going to be the benefit of web radio is that, you know, uh, a guy who's maybe got a house in Alamorada house or, you know, uh, uh, a place in, in, in the Keys here somewhere. But he still lives in Minnesota or New York or wherever. Anytime he wants to know what's going on, boom, yep. on the web, you know. 
knuckleheads like you and me and Michael uh, talking about what's going on and what's for sale and what's available and yada, yada, yada. You know, I mean. Well, sure. It's a microscopic world we live in now. Everything is much available smaller. at your fingertips. Yeah, much smaller. And now is podcasts as, as well. Oh. You can, you know, totally. even though they might not hear this live, you can always tune in. Go back, you know, check it back. out, which is uh, obviously what we do with SoundCloud. Well, here, especially, so. you know, I'm an old guy. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> But if, if you're trying to reach, you know, what do they call millennials or right. Gen Xers, that, that's all they do. That yeah. whole thing, yeah. You know, I went on a road trip a year or so ago with my daughter, who's 24 now, and that's all she listens to is podcasts. Yeah, sure. In what her, you want when car. you want it. She, you know, she doesn't listen to terrestrial radio or no. mm-hmm. or Pandora or any of that stuff. She's got a playlist of things that she's interested in, and that's what she listens to. Sure. You know, I mean, and, and really the idea of a, you know, uh, a, a news cast is almost, you know, I mean, it's passe. Yeah, You don't true. care, you know. I mean, I... The, I, the I, only exceptions to that, and... Being an old broadcaster myself, like like you were, yeah. um, it's hard to podcast a hurricane, sure. or <laughs> you know yeah. some yes, sort of a, a disaster like that. There, yeah. there are certain things that that there are limitations to. I mean, it can be done, but I think the there's still a place for uh, more traditional styles of media. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Obviously, it's a rare event. We don't get hit by a hurricane once a week, but there there are still some uses for it. And I think in a in a small town like the Upper Keys or Key West, for example, or Marathon, I think there's I think uh, local radio is still a viable medium. Sure. It, yeah, it, it it certainly can be. You know, uh, uh, one of our uh, our alma mater uh, laid claim to being the only radio station that was on twenty four seven. Uh, during uh, Irma, and uh, I begged to differ as uh, right. Harry and I uh, kept Radio A1A on the air and folks updated who were tuned to us, uh, you know, throughout all of Irma. So, you know, uh, we threw that challenge out there. Of course, got nothing in return. So, sorry. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. You know, Is there uh, still a station on around here somewhere? Else? I, I, you know, I, <laughs> rumor has it, yeah. but it's nothing more than a rumor. So, right. you, know. Uh, you know what? We are at 1231, folks. We're going to take a break. We are uh, proud uh, to be presenting yes, yes. Uh, a little history lesson and a little bit about uh, Red Tide and uh, some more about fishing uh, in the go. Florida Keys coming up. As well as uh, we're going to pimp the listing, Michael. Pimp my listing. Stay with us. You're listening to the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys live on RadioA1A.com. Saw a t-shirt on Facebook. Cut my eye. chain of islands known for its crystal blue waters, famous for sports fishing, world-class diving, and its laid-back atmosphere. Nestled between the Everglades National Park and the National Marine Sanctuary, the Keys are home to a precious and rare ecosystem found nowhere else. Here you will also find world-class dining featuring fresh-from-the-dock seafood as well as other chef-prepared culinary favorites. has the feel of a quaint seaside village with a laid-back vibe, taking you worlds away from everyday cares. Stunning coastal-inspired homes line the shores of the islands offering spectacular sunset views. Whether you start your day taking in the sunrise on your oceanfront veranda or heading out on the water for an adventure, the Keys has something to offer everyone. American Caribbean Real Estate, your Christie's International Real Estate Brokerage, knows that our island lifestyle is just as important as the home, and we are prepared to match you to the right property to fit your lifestyle. As the local Christie's International Real Estate Affiliate, we have the powerful backing of the network, including 1,300 offices worldwide. 
and the only real estate company owned by a premier auction house. This, added to our local market expertise, makes American Caribbean Real Estate the right agency to assist you in finding your piece of paradise in the Florida Keys. In real estate, there are three words that everyone knows. Location, location, location. Here are three words regarding getting a mortgage. Local, local, local. Ken Nyman is the local mortgage guy you want to work with. A Keys guy for almost 30 years. Lowest interest rates, best service, a variety of lending programs for all borrowers. Work with your neighbor, Ken Nyman, 305-394-0841. That's 305-394-0841. Hello, this is Michael Marinelli of American Caribbean Real Estate with your Real Estate Conk featured property. Today, spotlighting 125 Venetian Drive in Isla Mirada. Here, you can enjoy the phenomenal Isla Mirada lifestyle in this just-built waterfront home. Everything's new. Three bedrooms upstairs and a separate guest suite downstairs. Exceptional features include stunning granite kitchen, veranda, sumptuous master bath, and a homeowner's park with its rare sandy beach. This is your bucket list opportunity. For more information on this home and other power buys, contact me at 305-439-7730 and visit my award-winning Florida Keys lifestyle blog at therealestatecomp.com. This is Radio A1A, music for the road to paradise. The raspy but silken tones of Harry Tiefert, uh reintroducing us. Thank you, sir. We appreciate that. Raspy and silken in the same sentence. I know it's, it's hard to believe. Got to be one or the other. No, 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 no. Not, not in this administration. Doesn't so you know. <laughs> so I want Mary Nelly to sell me a house. There you go. Don't they all? What do you got? <laughs> I got a great one uh, in this uh, in this edition of Pimp My Listing. Yeah, well, there you go. You can pimp yeah. your ride. Yeah, no, we got. We, I had actually held an open house there yesterday. It's uh, seven fifty six Musa Drive. Yep, good location. Which, uh, you know it. I it's, love that uh, spot. It's uh, right in Key Largo, mile marker one hundred two and a half. Yep. The cool thing is, you could literally throw a rock to John Penny Camp State Park. Beautiful and and fantastic. Boat launch Sandy on the bay Beach. side that is part of the homeowners Absolutely. community, yep. and then probably the best boat ramp in the Keys at Penny Camp. You know, for what is it nice. about a buck and a quarter, buck and a half uh, that you can get a year I'm, membership. One hundred and forty dollars a year gives you, I think, unlimited. No, I used hours. to have one, and it yeah. was it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you could launch as Sandy often as Beach. you like. Campgrounds, whatever Every, you want, yeah. everything you need within a stone's throw. And this particular property is really cool because it's elevated. Which you know, we're talking about storms, we're talking about uh, rising sea levels. Everything, if you ever have anything, they had, even at the property, they had zero water on the property. But bottom line is, insurance-wise, everything else, you get a discount by being up high. So nice three-bedroom, two-bath, updated. And the bottom line is, it's under $400,000 at three ninety-five. dollars So getting into the Florida Keys at an entry-level price, I think it's the best value that we have in that under $400,000 range. Nice house. Really great. Uh, like I said, brand new kitchen, brand new train AC. Which did it you know, up right. They did it right. Um, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, <laughs> life happens, and these folks bought this property not yeah. too long ago, did a major renovation, and then uh, duty calls, yeah. and they're being relocated. There you go. So, you know, that happens, and so this is going to be a great opportunity for the new buyer. Well, a footnote on that train air conditioner. I'm telling you, folks, we were talking about uh, boom. Season started, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, last night. Uh, you know, I mean, once the Super Bowl is done, our, our vacationers come down from the north, sure. which only means one thing. You know, well, <laughs> means a lot of things, but we've only got about uh, 20 minutes left right. of the program. So, But uh, your temperatures are going to be rising. Yep. You can guarantee that uh, over the next couple of months. So a new train air conditioner, very, and very important you know, item to have. With a super efficient SEER rating. Yep. So you know it's, it's really going to help you uh, maintain your energy costs. And the cool thing about this property as well, because it's elevated, you have a ton of parking. Oh, I yeah, mean, you've absolutely. got uh, you, you know you've got plenty of room for all your toys. You got your jet ski, your you know your boat uh, that you can put under there if it, if it doesn't have a t top. You can park about six vehicles on the property. So what's the number to call? The number to call is three zero five four three nine seventy seven thirty. I'd good. imagine you want to do that pretty quick too. That's not going to be on the market very no, long. No, this this one's going to go pretty quickly. Uh, we've had some great uh, feedback, and again, the owner's been motivated. We just took a reduction on it because she wants to get this gone. Yeah. So we're now at three ninety five, which chop, is chop. which is. You 
you know, uh, getting in the keys at that price is really difficult now. Well, and getting in that good. That yeah. good for yeah. updated, move-in condition. I mean, there's yeah. some properties you can house. get Absolutely. that are still going to need a lot, of, lot, a lot of umph to get it there to that well, level condition. Neighborhood, and if you're stuck it, in traffic, there's yeah. four lanes of road up there. Mm-hmm. You know it. <laughs> Yeah, that's you, you can actually move around. Yes, you, you even can. on the weekend. Yeah, yes, you can, you can dodge them, dodge them <laughs> yeah. back and forth a little yeah. bit. Publics know. right around the corner, not yeah. too far away. Mainland, you know, we're getting more and more people. We've talked about this that work on the mainland that want to be in the Keys, uh, especially if you work at the power plant up in uh, Homestead, oh, Turkey, Point, uh, Turkey Point, or sure. even the Air Base. We're having more and more people, yep. so this is a reasonable commute to get up to the mainland. Lots so of folks who, who uh, want to live in the Keys. Key Largo as a bedroom community. You know in Miami. It. You know, I've, I've lived in Key Largo the entire time I've been in the Keys, which is going on 30 years 36 years or yeah, something, something wow like one of the best things about key largo now i live in port largo now is bike paths on both sides oh, of yes yeah. it is absolutely and uh, most of my commuting i do now that season is is here or almost here just to run around to go to the store or i ride my bike it's yeah. a lot it's a lot easier and quicker to get around no a doubt. lot easier man yeah and if there's a pile up on the bike path you ride around it yep you know so much easier <laughs> i thought good way that to was go great a lot that. of people complain when they put that bike path on the bayside but everybody loves it now oh i think it's great it's a good way to go yeah i think it's great you have more and more people enjoying that well you know you get too much traffic on one bike path you add a path (laughs) you know it way i look at it so you know uh one of the uh things that's happening with red tide that you know we're not experiencing red tide per se down here but we certainly are experiencing kind of an ugly side effect of it um yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier I, I do Carpet some, baggers. some I do some fishing guiding. Yeah. Um, I'm not the world's most foremost expert on it. It's actually not the bulk of my business. My business is called Out There Kayak Expeditions. Yeah. Where we uh, take kayakers on a boat. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere and yeah. uh, put the kayaks in the water, let them paddle around uh, far removed from civilization. And and I also have a backcountry skiff and and do some fishing guiding, that sort of thing and Right. Um and I, I kind of have my ear to the tracks a little bit, what's going on, not only in backcountry or, or flats fishing, but in offshore fishing as well. It's a, a an industry really in, I don't know if you'd call it decline or just transition, a or it, it certainly ain't what it used to be, let's right. put it that way. And what what's happened, you mentioned the red tide, is apparently chased a lot of guides that used to fish up along the west coast of Florida, maybe in the Fort Myers area right. or on the east coast, Indian River and, mm-hmm. and up that way, right. which used to be great fishing destinations, sure. but the red tide pretty much decimated uh, the fishing fish populations in those areas. And a lot of those guides have, have come down here and started guiding as, yeah, what, what people are referring to them as carpetbaggers, right. you know, outsiders, quote unquote, which is not really a problem per se in that, you know, there's no law saying, you know, if you used to guide in Fort Myers, you can't come guide in Island Rod or Key right. However, um, apparently a lot of these guys are kind of doing it kind of like an under-the-table thing. So they're not paying their, you know, their local occupational license fees. They're not paying their Everglades National Park fees, which is another story we could do for a complete hour. You know, their insurance, all that, all the things that a typical fishing guide has to put up big bucks for every year, they're kind of skirting around that. Right. I read an article in the paper the other day that some of the Key West fishing guides have actually gone to the Monroe County Commission asking for some sort of relief. Well, right. Now, the yeah. Monroe County Commissioners are like, well, you know. What do I do? Uh, yeah, well, they, well, that's yeah. not really, it's more like a Coast Guard issue or something. But well, apparently what they're doing down there, they're anchoring like motherships like floating hotels out around the Marquesas and picking up their customers in Key West and taking them out to the wow. Marquesas or Dry Tortugas where they spend a few nights on this boat not paying bed taxes or anything like that, and they, they, they fish out there for a few days and then bring them back. And some of the Key West guys are really taking it on the chin. You know, they're paying big bucks for monthly dockage. Oh, and, God, and yeah. Marketing absolutely. and advertising yeah, and all the other things what, that go into sure. it. And their business is dried up. Yep. And, you know, people are still out there fishing. They're like... Who are these guys? So it's, a, it's an issue that is going to have to be addressed if the guide community is going to survive. Um, what the solution is, I don't know, or, or who the proper authority is to have a look at it. Well, I want to walk I, that I back a little bit because I think the Monroe County Commission, this is exactly what they need to get their heads out of the sand and get into because this is affecting the populace, okay? It's uh, affecting the business community directly. 
you know. And, yeah, it's happening on the water, but, you know, I mean, okay. But, but, but what for, sort of enforcement mechanisms are at the disposal of the Monroe County Commission? I don't know. You send the sheriff Take out there to yeah, arrest sheriff's them? Got, uh, sheriff's yeah, sheriff's got. Unless like you said, unless if, they're breaking law by not paying taxes. Well, if, it, okay, but if you're not paying taxes, that is breaking the that's law. That's what I'm saying. That, that's, that's the, that's that's the way you get big. the sheriff involved. So they got like Al Capone. You yep. know, so he was a pretty bad guy, too, as I remember. Well, so, it, 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 you know. I think it, it kind of falls in line with a lot of other things that are going on in the Keys. Yeah. As you guys being in the real estate business, those short-term rentals, it, it's almost like an offshoot of that. Sure. The VRBOs, yeah, where, where, where people yeah. are buying a house, putting it on the VRBO. They're yeah. not collecting or paying any bed taxes. Right. It, it's sort of like an underground economy that I, I know that they have, what, two inspectors, I think? That one, maybe. Of them, one of them sits in the computer and looks at the VRBO listing. The other one maybe goes out in the neighborhoods, but knocks on. Other doors. than that, it's yeah. up to the citizens to you know take pictures of the out of state license plates in their neighborhood or whatever you need to do to right. get the attention of the county for it. But right. it's almost the same thing. It's like like there's an underground parallel economy of people that are coming here to take advantage of the resources and the environment and all the great things we have, but they're not contributing their share as as members of the community would do, like a full-time fishing right, guy right, who pays right. his taxes right. and, and buys a home and sure. and all the other things. Yeah. That Shops at Publix and does yeah. everything else. So, you know, I mean, it, it, and really, uh, step number one for me would be, okay, Monroe County Commission, then you need to go to the fact that we've got two inspectors or two whatever and make it 10, right? you know, and, and say, look, you know, if a VRBO is a problem, then you know what? Then you need to hire more people to uh, go after the VRBOers, you know, because they're not doing anybody well, a favor. For example, they're, I, I they're, mentioned they're earlier, they're doing it for I li- themselves. I live that's in Port Largo, and, and yeah. there's been big problems with some of these uh, homes yeah. in Port Largo. Oh God, yeah, yeah, that's one of the destinations. And, and I, I, one of my neighbors said I called code enforcement and told them all about this, sent photographs, and everything else, and the, the place rents for like nineteen hundred dollars a night. Right. It's only on Friday night, Saturday night. Sunday they go, and the code enforcement tell them, well, we don't send our people out on weekends. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> and there you go. And, and that's yeah. when the illegal right. activity is taking place. Yeah. But so, they're not going to go, look, because it's the weekend. Call me Monday. And yeah. Monday they're gone. And then also that area, you can only rent 28 days. Right. So that's well, part of the problem as well. It's so, huge. Yeah, you know. Not only are they under the radar, they're also not adhering to the local standards. Well, if you're getting $1,900 a night or a weekend, you know, I mean, yeah. there's a huge amount of money there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tax uh, yeah, percentage so on that alone right. is uh, is worth hiring another person to babysit it. Sure. Jesus, there's nothing to it. That's a no-brainer, you know. So um, uh, maybe... And they, I know that's that's happening in neighborhoods all up and down the Keys. You hear a, a lot of that. Which devalues oh the neighborhood. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, it's not even big a neighborhood time. anymore. Yeah. No, because it becomes one big hotel. Yeah. You know, that's it. So, so and, I, I think that's kind of related to the fishing guide thing, mm-hmm. that these are issues that, I mean, the Monroe County Commission, like you say, I th- they need to start looking at the bigger picture a little sure. bit. And, you know, you have county attorneys. Have them start writing up some ordinances, and, and let's get looking at it and see what we can do. Right. Yeah, not, just, not just say, well, <laughs> yeah, they, you know, shoulders up, uh, you know, up around the earlobes. Yeah, that, that that doesn't get a whole lot done. So, I mean, what uh, you know, and if you were to, uh, you know, I mean, and you said this is pretty uh, apparent down in Key West. It really isn't happening in the upper keys. Uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, it is. Not so much in Key Largo where I right. fish out of, right. and, and you know that area. But go past uh, Tea Table Key in yeah. the morning, and all those boats that are lined up there along there with empty trailers at that yeah. ramp. Oh yeah, those are all really out of town fishing guides okay. that, are, that are out fishing. Okay, no kidding. Wow, didn't well, realize that. Know, that's that in itself. They, they won't let them put in at the Lorelei or right. of course not or Robbie's or any yeah, place nor like that. They. they pull up at Indian Key Phil. Yeah, you can drop splash off the boat in the water. No off big you go. deal. Yeah, yeah. fishing. Well, you know, then uh, geez, if it were me, uh, I would uh, have a you know law enforcement officer go over there and photograph the license plates. You know, well, you could get an FWC officer or a Monroe County Sheriff sure. deputy to go down there at Hang six out. o'clock in the morning and just say, "Hi, who are you? Yeah, what are you doing here?" But again, what are they going to do? I mean, the well, guy's just going right. to say, "Well, this is my buddy Jeff, yeah. and we're going yeah. fishing." Unless yeah. you can verify that it's a commercial yeah. venture. 
There's nothing illegal about putting your boat and going fishing. It's only if money's changing hands, but if they say, he's not paying me. I think we should pour chum in their gas tanks. <laughs> and, and the you know, so that's one issue that fishing guides are facing, certainly. Um, that's huge, Believe man. it or not, the, the fishing, particularly back in Everglades National Park, is spectacular yeah. right now. And nobody can really understand why. Yeah. The water still looks like crap back there, and you still have a, a big dead zone out in the middle of the bay. But yeah. once you get out towards the Flamingo area, the fishing has been just amazing. You, after you, effects of, uh, of Irma or what? I, nobody really has an explanation. I mean, yeah. you can guess about it and theorize about it. But. Yeah. Is any of that, because I know some of those areas now are pole and troll. Do you think that has an, uh, an aspect no. to it? No. No? No benefit? I, I, I don't think that's really what's made the fish populations explode. One theory I heard, which maybe makes some sense, you know, the red tide again up the West Coast sure. um, killed off all the bait up there. There's nothing for those fish to eat, so they've gone on the move just looking for something to eat right, and found their right. way south into Florida Bay. Well, fish are migratory creatures, sure. too, yeah? Kind of like the guides. If they're hungry, they'll yeah. swim wherever they have to go. Right. And we still have great bait concentrations for the yeah. fish and the birds out in the bay, so maybe that's why they all came here. Pelagic way of life, man. Yeah. So maybe so. somebody's misfortune became our fortune, at least on a temporary basis. But Everglades National Park is, is another huge issue that guides are facing right now. And, you know, for some reason... And I've been doing this for 16 or 17 years. And I always kind of felt all along that as a fishing guide that we were sort of partners with Everglades National Park. And apparently that's not the case anymore. It almost seems like they're intent on chasing us out of there. And if you look at a chart. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, big time. What's in the what, deal? Yeah, in what way? Um, to guide fish in Everglades National Park, I have to possess what's called a CUA, a commercial use authorization. Right. And again, this is one of the things that guides are complaining these out-of-town guys don't bother to go to that. Up until this year, the, a CUA cost $250 a year. You get a sticker you put on the side of your boat. You have to show all your proof of insurance and captain's licenses and right. charter boat fishing license from the state and all, Papers, all the please. paperwork. Right. Right. you got to have it all with you all the time. Right. It, it's an upfront thing, and nobody ever complained about it. You just paid your $250, and you're good until the next year. Well, this year they raised it to $550. Mm. In 2020, it goes to $850. Wow. wow. And now Everglades National Park is telling us that because they have a $12 million maintenance backlog or something, Every visitor that enters Everglades National Park, t- tell me this is just a, a great fantasy. We're, <laughs> we're, we're supposed to, so if I take two people on my boat and we're going to the park, I'm supposed to tell them they have to go online and pay a $15 entry fee to go into the park by boat. Well, and, Yeah, and, that'll happen. And technically now, you have a boat, Michael, <laughs> right? Yeah, if you yep. go to Nest Key... You yep. have to pay. Which I go to quite a bit. Yeah. Well, get yeah. ready to so pay. So we need to do that. It's a $30 vessel. Per person. Or, or you can do it by vessel. $30 for the vessel. And okay. And that's good for a week. For a week. Wow. <laughs> so if, if you go on Sunday that's, and then you go the following Sunday, you've got to pay again. That's going to be ridiculous. That's going to cross the intercoastal waterway. Wow. Wow. That's going to get kind of spent. Yeah. So, I mean, for if, if let's say I've got a full-day fishing charter, $600 fishing charter. Sure. You know, I'll eat thirty bucks. I'll pay it for. Sure, them. that's what I anticipate. Just to not have to bother my customers right. with even doing that. But right. for my kayak trips, I can take up to six people on the boat. Right. I charge seventy nine dollars for that three hour trip. Right. So if I have to tell these people, well, your seventy nine dollar trip now costs ninety four. Right. Because you have to go online on your phone with a credit card and pay $15. People aren't going to jump through that hoop. They're just no. going to say, you know what, I think we're going to go find something else to do. Right. And, and I can't raise the price that much. They're not going to go. I, I, I guarantee you that. I can't yeah. charge $100 for a three-hour kayak trip. So it's just an, it's an amazing have you ever been president? It starts for with cluster and rhymes with duck. With right. county, <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, with a, like a county commission meeting where they discuss these fees, or with an FWC uh, meeting. Well, where they I was do. at a meeting with the Everglades <coughs> National Park Superintendent when he started discussing this, and everybody was up in arms. Yeah, but and they what, did what it happened anyways. back in the fall? Everybody has to renew their CUA on the first of the year. Right. Back in the fall. They send out the application packages. So, in fact, I just looked at all this paperwork because I, I've been in the park, but I haven't been stopped by a ranger yet 
but I know that's going to happen. So I'm trying to prepare my defense because sure. I'm not going to do this. I'm just I'm not going to participate in this, and it may cost me my ability to operate in the park. But they, the applications came out in November, so I, I looked at my paperwork. I filled it out and sent it in on the 15th of November. Yeah. And when they sent them out, they said, look, we're raising the yearly fee from 250 to 550 this whole thing about the entry fees to the park, we're, we've just tabled that for the time being. It doesn't seem like anybody's in favor of it, so we're not going to do that. So everybody wrote their $550 check, sent in their paperwork, and then about a month later they said, oh, by the way, we, we are going to have you collecting daily fees. And they said, you have two ways to do it. You can inform your customers that they need to pay this fee to go into the park, or you can pay up front like $1,500 and then sell the passes to your customers on the boat. Oh, uh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Cheesy. And, and, and so, <coughs> so they, they, they got you by saying, we're not going to do it. So everybody mm-hmm. said, all right, then I'll go ahead and get my CUA. And they sure. said, oh, by the way, we are going to do it. And then they had the government shutdown, of course, so all bets were off at that time. It was supposed to start January 1st. Right. So Trump shuts the government down. The park basically was just wide open. I don't think any rangers were even on patrol. So that whole thing got put on hold right. until the, the day the government reopened. The next day, you got an email and says, you got to start charging those fees tomorrow. Jesus. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, you're kidding me, right? Yeah. So I, ha- I haven't been out. Uh, like I said, I've been in the Bay, but I haven't been stopped by a ranger. I have no idea how they plan to enforce it. Um, I'm not an attorney, but doing a little right. research on it. Well, it's kind of hope that uh, yeah. you don't need to learn to, you know. Oh, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna drop the hammer on somebody just to try to make an example sure, of them. Sure. But, but doing a little research on you know the Fourth Amendment and the legality of what would really be a completely random stop of somebody right. in the park right. to check if they pay their entry fee is unconstitutional. You know, there's a gate up at Everglades National Park on the road where every car that goes through has to stop and pay the fee. Right. Um, There's no gate in Florida Bay. No. Mm -hmm. So on a nice, sunny Sunday afternoon where you have two rangers on patrol in the park, one out of Key Largo, one out of Flamingo, you might have 1,500 boats in the park. Kind of tough to check them all. You can't just stop one. Right. You can't single me out and say, did you pay your entry fee? Unless you're going to get them all. Yeah. And if you're going to go get them all, I'll pay. Right. Fine. But if you're not, yeah. Why me? Don't come to me and right. say, did those people on your boat pay fifty? Well, did they? And they yeah. and Marinelli sitting on a Nesky, did he pay? Yeah. So I uh, know he didn't. No, you know I yeah, did. But, but but selective, <laughs> random enforcement like of of a law like that, like a like a traffic law as well, is illegal. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, it's, it's just a, it amazes me that you know the the charter guides have done so much. Mm. Really, Life you know. Life. I mean, they're, yeah, man, well, these we, guys are we, a huge slice Like I say, we've always, we've always felt like we're partners with the park. You know, we, we're so. out there all the time. We're eyes sure. and ears for bad things that are going on, right. being sure. done by right. bad people. Right. And, you know, most of the rangers that work out of Key Largo, I have their personal cell phone numbers in my phone sure. because I see them out there and we talk. And, well, I, I, and, and they say, you know, if you see a guy on a wave runner or somebody doing something, call me. Yeah. Once, I remember way back when, run aground uh, Brown and... Uh, and uh, Forrester right. uh, got lost up there and, uh, and uh, got all the guides together. Oh, I remember and that. That's, and yeah, that's, yeah, how, yeah. that's how they got found. Yeah, and, I remember that. Know, I mean, and, and that word circulated like that. You know, it wasn't well, a couple of weeks ago I was out on a charter and I found a dead manatee. So yeah. I called that into FWC in the park. And, and so FWC was able to get out there and, and find it and necropsy it and right so i mean it's always been i felt like it was like it was a partnership and now all of a sudden after all these years i feel like they don't want me there like they're trying to put me out of business and i think it has to do with the superintendent his name is pedro ramos he's not a very personable guy yeah. well, in fact um carrie uh, wingo who's the head of the key largo fishing sure, guys association right. and several other guys i think steve friedman was there they went right. and met with ramos and with ryan zinke yeah. The since retired, fired, right. quit uh, Secretary of the Interior. Right. And so the guides raised this issue in front of the Secretary of the Interior with Pedro Ramos sitting right there. And Zinke said, no, no, absolutely not. We are not going to 
fund our maintenance backlog on the backs of small businessmen. This this is never going to happen. And he said that right to their faces. Yeah. And, and it and it happened anyway. Jeez. <laughs> Telling you, man. So you know th- this kind of. Uh, your government at work. Got to wrap up, folks. I'm telling you. Uh, Casey, thank yeah. you. A pleasure. Appreciate James. you coming really, in, man. And, and uh, you are welcome back here anytime. I know so where to find we, you. I do yeah. like this place. Yeah. This is really cool. We I wish it was have, much closer uh, to Key Largo. Well, you know, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my gas usage has gone way up. No but doubt. It's okay. It's kind of nice to have a haunt. Well, you come in the evening, though, and it's, the traffic's usually not so bad. A little bit ah, better. And so. there's the it was yeah, fun. It was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank uh, you, Casey Harry. Stewart uh, for Eco Tours. Uh, give us a phone number Out and a website. Kayak Expeditions. 305-394-1158. Thank we're you very on, much, sir. We're on Facebook and all that stuff. That'll uh, take care of it for the Florida Keys Real Estate Guys for another Monday. We hope to see you next week. Tropical Vibes. I had my way. I'd set sail right away. Destination Southern Shores.